before we begin episode 73, we wanted to give you some updates on what we have planned for the future of Rated RPG. Descent into Avernus could come to an end at any time. We make dumb choices, and so we could all be killed. We could also make a deal with a powerful entity like Bell or Tiamat, who knows? That being the case, we knew we wanted to get started on planning for what comes next so that there wouldn't be a big gap between Descent into Avernus and the next thing. We're making some really exciting changes to the show, but some things will stay the same. One of those things is the cast. We will all be coming back for our next adventure. However, Emery will join Aaron, Brad, and Dion as players, and I, Jason, will be the Dungeon Master. We will be playing Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition, so that will be familiar. But we will not be playing a published adventure. Season two will be our introduction to a brand new world that we're creating. Well, co-creating really, because the locations, the NPCs, and the adventure hooks will be based on submissions from our Patreon supporters. If you've been a Patreon supporter of Rated RPG, thank you. If you are a new Patreon supporter, thank you. Uh, because of the support that we have, we've been able to grow the show and invest in equipment and make the show sound better. We couldn't do it without you. And that's why we're doing another season of Rated RPG after this one. When you join the Patreon and you support us, you're gonna get a, uh, a document, a questionnaire to fill out for an NPC and location or location NPC and adventure hook. The players aren't gonna see any of this stuff. The submissions are all going to the Dungeon Master and I'm compiling and connecting and it's gonna be amazing. So far the submissions are brilliant. Uh, and if you wanna participate in this fan-brewed world building for season two of Rated RPG, become a patron right now at patreon.com slash rated RPG. At $5 a month, you get to submit an NPC in a location. At $15 a month, the level 15 bard tier, you get to support us with an NPC, a location, and an adventure hook. And, you know, it could be several months into the future, but we are making plans. We're upgrading some equipment. We're uh, contracting some new services that hopefully will allow the show to grow and the right people will find us. And uh, maybe we'll be able to make a buck or two to support the people who uh, put in the time and the effort. Sure, it's fun. It's D&D, right? But we also would love to be able to generate just a little bit of income from Rated RPG. So that's how you can play a huge part in the future of Rated RPG, and we appreciate it sincerely from the bottoms of our hearts. Thank you, and enjoy episode 73. Welcome, lizard folk and gnomes, bugbears and sparts, <laughs> to Rated RPG, the actual play show slash podcast where we play Dungeons & Dragons, Baldur's Gate, Descent into Avernus. It's been a little while since we played, been about a month, and uh, you guys have uh, leveled up since the last time we played. And so as is tradition, we're going to start off the session by discussing all the cool new abilities and spells and stuff that you guys all have. Yay! Yay. Woo. Abilities! abilities. We're gonna wake up. All the new ways you can punish me and uh, kill all my stuff. Uh, so, who wants to go first? <laughs> oh, Hamstone will yeah. go first. So, Reginald, Sir Reginald Hamstone, my paladin, my Oath of Vengeance paladin, he earned some extra hit points, and uh, also he has a special ability at level 10 in which uh, any friendly creatures that are within 10 feet of him cannot not be frightened because he has an aura of courage that's really good yeah and that's like it other than like a, a, an increase in the number of spell slots i believe that's it well i mean that's more smites <laughs> yeah you know? it's i'll smite all day long now you like blew up 
that chain devil guy Man. like by yourself just by smiting him in two rounds in a row yeah it's crazy all right to bobby what did you get at level 10 at level 10 i now have uh what i believe to be eight infusions of capabilities oh my god you can make such yeah. delicious meat with all that infusion yes i can infuse the shit out of and then flavorize everything now <laughs> so not only do i now have boots of the winding path which i had before i've increased the radiation of my weapon now that i get a plus two bonus to damage and to hit wow uh my armor is now plus two wow um so i am up to a 24 armor class ridiculous someday i'm gonna have a homunculus if we can ever find a, a gem worth more than 100 gold pieces <laughs> and we also have to find diamonds but th these are long-term goals all you guys got to do is track down that wandering emporium which i have a feeling won't happen today but will happen probably after today we are a wandering emporium today. At this point. Um, creating a magic item, which is something you can do. Um, so I have created myself a cloak of elven kind. Anyone trying to spot me has to get, gets disadvantage on their wisdom, save for perception. And I get advantage on my dexterity roll. Wow. And because we were kind of in a hurry and I didn't know what else to do, I took... Uh, something that gives me a, helps me with my strength checks. Okay. Uh, I'll get back to you on that. Anyway, it's, right. uh, it's going to help me with uh, strength rolls. All right. So Dababi infusing a bunch of new magic properties into his equipment uh, and probably gets another spell slot or something. Very nice. Uh, what about you, Race? Oh, man. At level 10, I had got magical secrets, which means I got to just go into the mystical bag of spells of everyone's options. And here's what I took. They just felt like what the streets were trying to trying to lead me towards. One, I had to take holy weapon because we in hell. Shit's crazy out here. I touched somebody's weapon. You know, the Jesus energy just flows through it. Hallelujah. And then on top of that, I took counterspell. I, you know, I was digging around Reddit. And once you get past all the N-words, you end up with a real logical group of people. And so... <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Listen, I had a little coffee. And... <laughs> What I found was that Counterspell mixed with Holy Weapon were going to be the best two options for me. Also, I, I was I took out some stuff that I've had for ages that, you know, I'm one of those people who's a creature of habit. I always order the same food. So I just kept having spells I don't think I've touched since, like, 2020. I took out uh, Dissonant Whispers and I added Comprehend Language because I'm sick of just watching motherfuckers talk and not be able to talk. That's mm. what my whole thing is, to be able to talk. So I added that. Um, and then I also added... Rari's telepathic bond as my other level five spell just so we could communicate without like almost getting killed because everyone can overhear our plan um other than that I also got expertise which gets me uh proficiency and two other uh abilities and I chose stealth and sleight of hand yeah. so I'm just a sneaky boy yeah yeah, actually, we'd, we'd sort of uh, realized when we were going through his character sheet that uh, we had forgotten to give him expertise on the skills that he should have had them back at level three. He picked uh, Persuasion and, Decep and Deception. So this whole time, your boy has been rolling a Gimped Deception and Persuasion checks. Now he has a plus 12 in both of those. Oh, yeah. And plus 11 in Stealth and Sleight of Hand. So he got a massive boost. And then, of course, Magical Secrets. The best thing about being a bard is the magical secrets. You get to learn spells from any class. And so, yeah, holy weapon, incredibly good one. And counter spell is just the bread and butter of all spellcasters in fifth edition. Just can't not have counter spell. 
All right, awesome, man. And then finally, Glubjag, what'd you get? Uh, well, I got a few more hit points like everyone else. Also uh, kind of cleaned up my spells a little bit. I got, I got Haste, which I'm excited about, uh, and Conjure Barrage. So I can basically fire one arrow up in the air, and it creates a huge cone of arrows. Yeah. That's sick. Um, nice AoE. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, I got the ability to hide in plain sight. So oh. if I have a if I have like a solid thing behind me, like a tree or a or a rock, and I have access to like uh, sand and d- dirt and stuff, I can take a minute and camouflage myself, and I get a plus ten wow. on stealth. Uh, which, which I already have expertise in. So. And, that, and that's yeah. something you've done multiple times at this point, like yes. laid an ambush and like specifically hid somewhere. Yeah. And so. now it's basically impossible to see me. Yeah. yeah. So. Even if you roll like a one, I think you rolled like really low last time yeah. and somebody spotted you. Yeah. Not anymore. I think I have a at, at least a plus 18. That's crazy. <laughs> Shit. All right. Yeah, you guys are getting to that level where you're kind of more starting to be like superheroes as opposed to just regular guys with swords and shit. All my little devils and demons are going to start shaking in their boots. <laughs> I've got, uh, I figured out. out what my final infusement is. Armor of magical strength. When I make a strength check or saving throw, I can expend a charge to add a bonus to the roll equal to my intelligence modifier. Oh, cool. So yeah. it helps your strength saves too. Yeah. Well, that's kind of nice. And as a reaction, when I would when I would be knocked prone, I can expend a charge to not be knocked prone. I probably shouldn't have told you that. Wow. Uh, well, how many charges does it have? Six to start with, six. and then it recharges every day, 1d6. Wow. You're basically going to want to use a charge every time you attempt one of those things, because, like, how yeah. many how many of those are going to make it a day? Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, I have to. It, it's one d six after the first time, so it's not always going to be six oh. times. Oh. Yeah. It's like when I drive it off the parking lot. You know, it's got yeah. six charges, but then <laughs> they rapidly deteriorate. Exactly. It's not okay. worth as much. Well, that is pretty cool, guys. You got a lot of lot of cool stuff going on. Last session ended well with you guys defeating another one of the Avernian warlords. Uh, that have been plaguing the deserts of Avernus, uh, riding around on their huge demonic engines and uh, shaking down all the little guys for all their soul coins. Uh, But you put an end, and you stole back all the soul coins that these assholes had had taken from all the poor uh, denizens of Avernus. And, of course, being the good, you know, uh, people that you are, you're going to distribute the soul coins to everyone here, right? You're not going to keep them for yourselves. And When you said everyone here, what does that mean? <laughs> well, you know, like... Uh, you People c- we encounter are just randos? Yeah, just random mm. nice folks you find. Are those random fine folks we find, are they trying to save uh, L2L from being dragged into hell? I don't think so. <laughs> we need those for our mission. Of course. No, you're right. You're right. I was just testing you. I was just testing you. Well, I just Passed like that gold test. dragon. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, one last order of business before we start up actually adventuring. Okay. Um, A while ago, I believe I said something, and I don't remember if it was on Beer and Board Games or some other manifestation of things that I do. Um, I got these dice, right, from Frog and Flute, and I believe it was on Beer and Board Games. No, you said it here. That's part of, yeah. It's entirely possible. I believe you. I don't (laughs) remember it. I don't remember (laughs) anything. Um, This is one bag of dice. Here is another bag of dice and a third bag of dice from Frog and Flute when they get sent us some really cool dice and we are going to give each of the other 
players here at Rated RPG their own little bag. Love of it. Loot Love it. Thank you so much. Now, this is, uh, and, and, and I don't remember how it came about. Uh, maybe it had something to do with, with uh, Great White Spark, probably. Um, but anyway, coincidentally, Great White Spark has sent a shot for Dion and says, Official, welcome to the herd of nerds, Dion. Oh, shit. Roll your new D20 and take a shot. Oh, fuck yes. Thank you, thank you. Ooh, all right, all right, all right. Brad, I picked these out. I think you'll like these ones. I like nothing better than awesome and those dice. are yours, Jason. Well, thank you very much. Oh, sweet. So we're going to roll on the random shot table for Dion. A two! Uh -oh. All right. Is that sexy? <laughs> that doesn't sound sexy. You're going to take the inaugural drink from the lavender lemongrass absinthe. Oh, <laughs> fuck yes! Oh. Last time I had absinthe was in a porta potty. Let's go! Oh, this is... This is uh, Wollersheim Distillery, which is just down the road from my house. He's gonna, he's gonna drink it out of, out of a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> this has, this was Wisconsin-grown wheat, lavender, lemongrass, and something called Angelica. Oh, Angelica. Enjoy. From Rugrats. Thank you. Thank yeah, you so Angelica much, from Rugrats. Oh boy. Okay, here he goes. Dump the toilet. Mm. Or flush it. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I thought I had it, but it like did a round trip and came back. It's good, kind of. Like, <laughs> kind of. You know, like lemongrass is sweet, but it hurts. Right. Yeah. 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 I think you're supposed to mix it with stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Great White. That was awesome. All right. After you dispatched the chain devil and his gang of biker assholes, um, you all kind of sat around and, and decided to put the soul coins in your bag of holding, or at least that was the plan. Yeah, you remember this now? Well, yeah. One, one, one of us did. Oh, boy, yeah. But I'm pretty sure it was Hamstone who pointed out, well, there was something fishy with that bag yeah. last time. And then I believe Race's exact words were, no, there's nothing wrong with this. It's a totally normal bag of holding. Watch. Watch. <laughs> That's not, Yeah. And uh, he stuck his little halfling hand in there and was immediately sucked into the bag as something horrible on the other end uh, pulled him inside. And it was only the quick reflexes of your party uh, that managed to uh, to get you out of there. I think Hamstone pulled him out. Yeah, I had to. We had to kind of pool our our uh, our resources with. Uh, I had a uh, inspiration. Yeah. I think on that, and then the and then Debobby was standing by. He he like told me how to lift him out. Yeah, he like, used yeah. he used his like insight not, ability to give you plus four retroactively. I did. I'm very yeah. intelligent. Yeah. I was just like, hey, I have an idea. While you're pulling him out of that bag, <laughs> oh yeah, why don't you try doing <laughs> oh, this? Yeah. Lift with your legs. <laughs> uh, and what was even crazier is that if the rolls had just gone a little bit differently. Yeah. Hamstone could have been sucked into the bag as well. That was the thing that almost did us in. Yeah. Because that was the the role. Like, yeah, okay, you can pull him out, but you just reached in, so then Hamstone, I, like, made it. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, that was tense for a moment. Flash of genius, says Mr. Wombo. Yeah, that's what the ability is called. Flash of genius. Thank you. It was a sarlacc sack. Flash of Bobby. <laughs> but, yeah, so now you guys have this bag of devouring, which you know is no longer safe to put your stuff into. Thankfully, you hadn't put anything valuable in there uh, beforehand. Still could uh, be useful, though. Oh, what? no, it's going to be very useful. It was really fun. Yeah. Because we, we had just won this big battle, and it was like, whew, glad that's all over. We're, like, really depleted. I was feeling very confident, it which was, is usually when bad stuff happens. I was like, yeah, yeah spoils of war, right in the bag. 
<laughs> every time I look online about this uh, adventure, everybody says, oh, yeah, you know, every one of my players has died at least once in this campaign. <laughs> <laughs> like, every time. So and I, I'm just wondering, like, how is it so lethal for everybody? And I think it's things like this yeah. that, that get people. Well, it's like you know, yellow mold behind a tapestry, mummy rot, and fire, like, fire tornado, tornado out of yeah. nowhere. It's the last Which thing Which almost took out two of us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, you, like, coasted unconsciously to a stop. Yeah. <laughs> I came within, like, two points of massive damage death. Yeah. Uh, after that near-death experience, you sort of hunkered down and decided to, to create a, uh, a tiny hut and sort of rested up over the night. And uh, during that time, you leveled up, and now it's a brand new day. And if you guys recall, you, are, you were... Uh, planning on using these soul coins to power up your engines so that you can make the long journey across the, the wastes of Avernus towards this massive volcano uh, that is so huge you can actually see it from where you are, so it's very difficult to get lost going to it. Um, and somewhere in that volcano is Bell's Fortress. Bell being the former uh, Archduke of Avernus, who uh, his job was given to Zeriel, and now he works for her. Uh, and you have a letter of introduction written out by the Dao Ralzala uh, for all the things that you did to help her free yourself from her contract with Zeriel. Um, and this letter of introduction should get you into Bell's Fortress and audience with Bell, where you can plead your case, you know, uh, present to him sort of what you want and then maybe he'll help you out in some way or that's the idea what you guys actually do when you get there is totally up to you so good news is things never go left for our group so this will just be smooth sailing <laughs> totally <laughs> yeah. i would say they also never go right <laughs> <laughs> just straight ahead in the bullshit that's our crew all right so uh do you guys have any uh anything you would like to do because we could all we just essentially fast forward to when you arrive at the volcano yeah but if you guys have anything you want to do in the meantime let me know uh all i'll do is right before we get there i'm gonna do the rituals for comprehend languages and also do my uh rory's telepathic bond so that's between us lulu the unicorn i think that's our whole crew right us four lulu and a unicorn yeah yeah, right, yeah so. that's the crew Y'all thinking, I'm thinking. Okay, cool. It works for me. Uh, Mr. Wombo made a good point. Have you guys figured out who's carrying the coins? Well, so I, mm. we were talking about that at the end of the at the end of the last live stream. Yeah. I, Hamstone can carry three, so I thought we were going to have Hamstone carry three of them. Sure. Um, and then the rest were going to go in the glove box, but I think we also suggested maybe the unicorn can carry them. And the unicorn was sort of like, oh, okay. Because well, yeah, the unicorn's the unicorn not going to make any rolls, really. Clearly doesn't like the idea, but because you saved her life, uh, then she, she's willing to do it. Not too happy, but, you know. So which is safer, putting him in the glove box of the vehicle or suit, the, suitcasing him up the back the of the unicorn? The unicorn can teleport away. I think that's safe in case we need to still have them available so someone doesn't try to steal them from us. How many us? do we have? Twelve, I think. Or was it Fourteen. Does anybody have keep track of that? You typically, but oh, um, <laughs> generally the players write down the things in their uh, in their in possession their sheets, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that they're that they're carrying or whatever. Because uh, it was rolled, you know, it yeah. was rolled randomly, so I don't remember what it is. Fourteen. So, Thank you, Sean hey. Henry. Yeah. Okay, fourteen. Writing it down. 
Well, I'm changing the name in my inventory of the bag of holding to bag of devour. Yeah, or not oh, oh. of anti-holding. It's devouring. So I've got three. I've got three soul coins. I call it the sarlacc sack. Yeah. So I think you don't I can have, carry three as well. You don't know. I what's can't your, carry any because of my modifier. What's your zero. constitution bonus? Plus two. one, plus two. two. All right. So you carry two. I'll carry three. That okay. gives us disadvantage. Only if, if you carry if more you than carry your more. yeah disadvantage on like everything. So you don't want to carry any. Right. All right. So three, two. Uh, you're putting one in each of the uh, vehicles, yep. just being consumed immediately. Yep. So yep. that's seven. Five left. Seven. Wait. Oh. So we have seven left. And right. then you want to see if if Moon Color can uh, carry yeah. any of them. Moon yep. Color. Um, and she is. Let's see what her con bonus is. Plus two. Oh, did you just look up regular unicorn? Yeah. Okay. Plus two. So she can carry two. All right. I can't carry any. Oh, me neither. Yeah. Dang. Put five in the glove box. Sounds like a plan. All right, five are in the glove. But that way, if your vehicle gets stolen, you're only losing five. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, okay. So somebody please, on their character sheet, write down five in the glove box. Five. In the, I'll put it on my character sheet. Five soul coins in glove box. It says a holophant can carry one. Lulu ain't going to carry one, Lulu's, I imagine. she sort of refuses to do it. She's she's mainly hanging out with you guys because you're the only people she can hang out with down here. But she's she disapproves of even the act of using soul coins. Uh, but you wow. know, yeah, she's, she's a bit of a, a bummer to hang yeah. around with. She's a, she's got a stick up her ass. <laughs> well, she's the one who's traipsing around hell. Are we, so are we going to this volcano uh, right away? It's the only place for us to go, man. Yeah, we, let's do it. We got a job to do. Yep. So as you guys are, uh, traveling, uh, this, this is a journey that takes several days. Um, and, uh, uh, thank goodness for these vehicles because it makes it go by much, much quicker. And you don't have to worry about all the horrible things that, you know, would be bothering you like these nasty insects that bite you. And instead of giving you a welt, they give you a boner that lasts for 12 hours, um, like a painful one. What about fire tornadoes? The, the fire tornadoes, you can much more easily avoid, you know, when you're, when you're driving around. Uh-huh. Uh, as long as you're not in the middle of a battle. Yeah. As you guys are driving along about halfway through the three-day journey, um, you see these two, like, massive monoliths piercing up into the sky. From where you are, they look to be about, like, 50 feet tall each. They're kind of, kind of the shape of the Washington Monument, uh, but they're black. They're obelisks. Um, yeah, obelisks. So you're a little far away to, to really make out anything, but, you know, it looks kind of a, like an interesting sight. And uh, Lulu sort of sees them and she says, that's interesting. That place, it seems familiar to me, but I, I can't quite place it. That's not the Bleeding Citadel, though. But maybe if you guys are okay with it, maybe we could swing by there on the way back. Uh, yeah, sure, I guess. Sounds good to me. Okay, cool. Maybe get a maybe get a shake and some fries or something. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, geez. Uh, what is yeah. it, White Castle? <laughs> Why do you want to go there? I don't know. I just I just feel connected to that place somehow. But no memory, just a feeling. Just a feeling. And that's not where Zariel's sword is? No, no. that's definitely not, not the Bleeding Citadel. Okay. Well, should we go there first? Let's go talk to the guy first. Yeah, we, we should go talk to the guy, definitely. Let's split up the par- I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'll go check it out. I'll meet you boys at, <laughs> at Bell's Fortress. All right, so you guys take note of the location of the these strange obelisks um, and uh, continue on your way towards the volcano. 
Um, another day and a half passes and you guys arrive. Uh, and I say arrive in the sense that you have reached essentially like the, the last point where you wouldn't have to be driving up like a 45 degree angle to keep, uh, scaling this huge volcano. Um, and so you're, you sort of like get off your vehicles, you park them, uh, behind some rocks, you know, throw a cloak over them. So hopefully nobody spots them there. Um, and you sort of set off on foot looking for an entrance or just something to reveal well Bell's, where Bell's Fortress could be. As you look into the sky, you see that uh, there is just huge, vast plumes of black smoke uh, pouring out of the, uh, the top of the volcano, which is clearly active. Uh, you feel rumbles beneath your feet every uh, few minutes. And those of you with, with better eyesight, uh, perhaps Glubjeg, um, can see that there are, amongst the smoke, countless flying creatures, uh, which your your keen eyes can sort of make out. Those are probably barbed devils, the, the ones that fly around and shoot spikes and stuff. Oh, uh, but there's many of them, hundreds, possibly they're, thousands. They're not methods? Imps, I think, would be uh, in amongst them as well. You begin, begin looking around. Can I get a uh, survival check as you try to f- locate the entrance? I got a 17. Whoa. Brad got a 15. Good thing I didn't have disadvantage. Yeah. Ah! Wow. wow. <laughs> Race rolled a 22. I'm here to live. And now can I get a, a single D4? That's a three on a D4. Three. Okay. I'm going to need three percentage rolls. Three D100 rolls. Oh, okay. From anybody? Yeah. All righty. 93. All right, big B's from Brad. All right. We're going to go with high is good, low is bad. All right, Aaron. Come on, A. Okay. A, A, Ron. A, A, Ron Rodgers. (laughs) What'd you get? What's good? 15. 15. Uh, That's not as good as. All right, here we go. Come on. Big money, big money, big money. 90. 90. Okay. Uh, So you uh, are searching around this volcano, and you're, you're... trying your best to not really be um, spotted by the huge amounts of creatures that are flying around up in the sky. You spend an hour searching and you don't really find anything and you start working in the second hour. About halfway through that second hour, you guys notice that there is a patrol of what looks to be a bunch of bearded devils that are sort of searching. It looks like they're actively searching, you know, not that they're just happen to be walking along, but they're like, they have their weapons out. They're like looking behind rocks, you know, they're like whispering to each other. They're clearly looking for someone. Uh, so what do you do? Well, I will look around to see if I see the thing they're looking for. That's true. Also, we are in the telepathic bond, so you can go and it, you know. If yeah, that's true. Right. You guys can communicate telepathically while he has that spell. And since I have comprehend languages going, since I understand every language, do they also... You can translate. Oh, yeah, okay. you can enough. translate telepathically for sure. Um, yeah, I want to search around. I'm gonna go stealth mode first, just to see if I can pick up what they may be looking for. Absolutely. In, in fact, why doesn't everybody roll stealth? Okay. Yeah. Big stealth. A group stealth check here. Even I can stealth Let's now. Go. Um, also, I need to know: Are you, uh, is Mooncolor and Lulu with you currently, or are they back at the? Uh, I think we want to leave them back at the yeah. ride. Don't you have stealth expertise now? Yeah, yeah. I rolled a... Listen, yours is like a plus 29, though. But that's a decent one. I'll take a 25. Glubjet got a 31. Okay, so 
you this is a group stealth check um aaron you uh have heavy armor but you infused your armor to give uh the cloak of elvenkind right so that gives you advantage on stealth checks. So mm-hmm. that cancels out your heavy armor disadvantage. So we're going to go with a 19 for you. Oh, I sorry. I'm clanging and a banging over here. <laughs> yeah. So you guys actually rolled phenomenally. Uh, the only person rolling not so well being uh, Hamstone. But luckily in 5th edition is very forgiving for group stealth checks. Group checks of any kind. You just need half or more of the party to succeed. Um, and so you guys just had to beat their passive perception. You guys totally did it. So you guys hide and observe these devils as they're searching for something. Now you wanted to make a perception check, see if you can spot what they're searching for. Yeah. Okay. Go for it. Roll it. Do we all get to do that? Yeah. You guys all can do it. Sweet. I love it. Not great. Oops. I'm on fire. Wow. Wow. Oh, that's a persuasion. Oh, damn it. You persuaded them to reveal what they're doing. We'll we'll keep the roll, but we'll use your perception bonus. So you got an 11 uh, plus, what's your perception bonus? It just just says three. Three? So you got a 14. Uh, Less sexy, but yeah. Okay. Well, that is enough to overhear them because your your uh, stealth roll was so high, you guys managed to hide in a very nice spot so you can get fairly close to them without being seen. And you overhear them speaking. Now, uh, any of you speak Infernal? Comprehend okay, language. Yep. Right. So you two definitely rolled high enough to hear it. And so they're basically saying, mm, the the alarm was sounded. There's someone here on this section of the of the mountain. So clearly they, they know that someone is here because some sort of alert, something alerted them. Do we think that they're Bell's soldiers? I would imagine so, we right? We should probably announce ourselves then. Yeah. Because we have that lead, that writ, that That's letter true. of we, introduction. We're, we're not here to murder him, right? Right. Well, right? I don't know. Well, I mean, this is our only chance to preemptively drop like a whale on them or something. Are they, are they uh, <laughs> continuing... Yep. forward yeah they they keep moving forward if eventually we just sit in the spot that will move past you because uh we can we can circle around and i can track their trail back to the entrance all right let's do that it is uh two horned devils and 10 bearded devils oh wow uh horned devils i know you fought these before they are powerful one of them would be a mild challenge for you guys uh so two of them plus 10 bearded devils we're looking at something of a challenging fight here. If you guys were to fight him, but uh, yeah, you can you can continue to hide from them and uh, and try to follow them essentially over to the entrance, if you wish. We're not going to follow them. We're going to follow their tracks back to the entrance. Yeah. Okay. So so you're going to then use uh, essentially survival to because uh, so it's going to be basically it's going to be you have a choice between two different skill challenges. One is going to be do you continually roll stealth checks while they do their patrol. Or do you wait for them to leave and then just roll a survival check to track them? That's what it, Brad was thinking. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. So uh, is everybody okay with this? You can communicate telepathically so you can have yeah. a discussion if you want. I just don't know why I wouldn't show him the letter and try to get him on our side. I know he's a bad person, and I'm totally willing to murder everyone here, but if we can get him on our side, kind of how when we got the Titan's blood or whatever the fuck, like... It's better to have friends, even if they're evil. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying, uh, you know, Hamstone is down. If things go south, like Hamstone will fight. Fair enough. But But things have not gone south yet. They certainly have not. 
but if you scare people, they're more likely to stab you. Fuck it, I'm riding. Let's go. Okay. So uh, you guys let them pass, mm -hmm. and then uh, after enough time has gone by that you feel comfortable that you're far enough away that they won't spot you, you begin to track them. You guys can choose to just have one person roll it, or you can choose to do a group uh, roll, in which case half or more of you have to pass it. Oddly enough, I'm not that great at it. Yeah, no, <laughs> oh, group survival? I would be bad too. Anybody got a good wisdom? I mean, I get a I get a plus two on it, but I'm not. I get a minus one. I didn't I choose a, it as a skill. I don't have a bonus at all. No, I have a three. All right, so Dion needs to make all the rolls. You can also take a ten, uh, which means you just count as having rolled a ten and then add your bonus. Is that the best you got? Is a plus three? Yeah. You understand they're not, we're not tracking them. What are right? you tracking? We're tracking their trail back to where they came from. So we can figure sure. out how well, to I get mean, in the Yeah, castle? it's the same thing. You gotta, you, you still have to find the, the path and then. It was your idea, Gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. Look, I'm willing, guys, we all, none of us have good survival, right? So we're, our odds of getting caught are pretty high. I can. I just feel like we should just be like, hey, motherfuckers, take us to your boss. Here's a letter. Get out of my face. That's how I personally feel about it. Unless we are tracking them to sneak completely in the castle, but isn't there just a bunch of fucking stairs we can see? Like, it's not like a hidden door, right? You have no idea. Oh, goddamn. Yeah, you're just on a big-ass volcano oh, looking shucks. for yeah, any I, sort of indication. I'd of be fine to just alert them to us. And then just show them the letter. I mean, what if it's just me and Hamstone and you two stay stealth? That way they don't know all of our cards. I mean, we're trying to help their boss, right? Yeah. 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 I believe so. You're trying to go to their boss to, to ask him for help. Oh. Right. Yeah. But listen, <laughs> our presence is a present, so he's going to get something out of it anyway. Yeah, like, but he's the he's been dethroned, so like, ultimately, if he sort of uh, Enemy. works with us... It's going to help him potentially get back into power, right? Yeah. I mean, enemy of the enemy is a friend, usually. How do they? How do we know they're not going to attack us before we do anything? No, see, that is a good point, but everything I think if, if we don't attack toward them, right? But they're out here looking for an intruder. That's because the alarm went off. That's, if the, you know, right. like, if you're at home and then your dog starts barking at midnight, you're going to be on alert, too. But if someone knocks on your door like, hey, you forgot your pizza, you drunk bitch, then they're probably going to be less likely to be in attack mode. So if I'm just like, hey guys, sorry I tripped the alarm. I'm here uh, to speak with your boss. I got this letter. Uh, I'm not here on beef, and I, obviously I'll use my persuasion. To, you go ahead. I'm staying in. That's stealth. what I'm saying. You, if the, we don't want to play all of our cards, so we'll still have we could, a Lulu. We could send. We could just send our our envoy yeah, bard. Me, yeah. Just oh. you by yourself. I was gonna say maybe with <laughs> Hamstone, but I'll go by myself. <laughs> Somebody whose defense is higher than nothing. I, I yeah, I'll go with you. <laughs> okay. But then should should we come out after you make contact? Like you could say something. If they get like weird, you could be like, don't you know? We have friends like watching you right now because we don't know like we can trust you. It sounds like a lot of work. You're also in telepathic communication, so you guys can. They'll know everything we know in real time. So if there's a trap being sprung, even if they see us being snuck up on, they can tell us with their mind power. Yeah. All right. All right. Cool. I'll follow your lead, Race. Oh, yeah. Those are the famous last words I like to hear. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I wait until we separate enough from Glub and the Bobby, and I say, I'm stealthy myself. Hello there, you demon bitches. It is I, uh, Race the Roaster, with my loyal, brave uh, envoy, 
uh, Sir General Hamstone. Oh, hey. And we have a letter here from a woman whose name Hamstone remembers. Yeah, the uh, the Dow. The Dow, yes. Zorala. We, we helped free her from Zariel's whole, you know that BS where he like put her in that thing? We rescued her, got her free. We work with you people. We have a goal that would also benefit your boss. Can I see the big fella, Mr. Bell? Here's the letter. Now, don't touch it because I don't trust you. But do you see this letter? We're on the same side. And then I use persuasion. The devils uh, turn around and, uh, and you know, are immediately startled by your, your appearance. Uh, and uh, they seem to take offense to something that you say, said early on. Uh, and as you sort of hold up the thing, uh, they, they say, how dare you call us demon scum? I mean, to be fair, I said bitches, but... Demon bitches. <laughs> I, for where I'm from, you got to understand, there's different dialects. Where I'm from, we bitches is like brothers. So I was just trying to show you the familiar love back from my country. I was raised in an orphanage. You know I ain't got no home training. So from where I'm from, everyone's a bitch. You my we bitch. We take no offense with the term bitch. Oh, my brother. We are devils. Oh, shit, my bad. That's like if you call me uh, the other kind of halfling, and you know I'm a light foot, my light footer. Uh, <laughs> oh, jeez. My fault, bro. I will I will allow you a uh, persuasion check, yep. Uh, okay, I was, I was going to give you uh, disadvantage because you called them demons, but it doesn't matter. You rolled yeah, uh, 17, which is good. Uh, and so you, you sort of patch things up with them. I say telepathically, nice one, little man. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget, demons and devils are at war with each other and, and hate each other, and that's it's a big deal down here. Okay. Crips and Bloods, I'll keep exactly. that in mind. Yep. That's very, very <laughs> accurate. Uh, but you manage to uh to, you know, mend things with them and you you hold up the uh the letter of introduction. And one of the horned devils sort of approaches and says, I'm going to need to read that. Now, see, this is no offense to you. I'm going to hold it up. I know you have good vision. Look at it. Does this not look like the official Dow's handwriting, her signature? I will let you read it once we're in the company of your boss. Where in hell, baby? Who knows what kind of things go down here? I got to trust you. You got to trust me. Yeah, smarter than you look. Occasionally. <laughs> You have more companions, you say. I mean, we all have friends, right? I know the, uh, just because I'm looking at you and your buddy, I know there's a ton of you guys out there. Of course. We will escort you to Bell. I appreciate it. Have your friends reveal themselves. And then I think to Hamstone and the other guys, how do you feel? Yeah. Should I, we just reveal one of you? No, let's just give them, give every, everybody should just go in there we together. Should, yeah, we got to. We got to try to develop some trust here with these things. I mean, devils. <laughs> I'm just thinking it. Whatever they are, who cares? They're all a bunch of assholes, but don't say that. All right, so you guys uh, uh, approach them, and uh, they take your measure, and uh, they say, all right, follow us. And uh, they sort of take positions so that you guys are kind of surrounded you know, by them as they escort you up the mountain. Um, it is a it is a difficult trek up the mountain as it gets hotter and hotter uh, the closer you get to what eventually uh, reveals itself to be a fissure uh, 
that you sort of like climb in. And as you get into there, you realize that this fissure is much, much wider than it appears uh, from the exterior. Perhaps some sort of magical illusion or something is, is covering it up, which would have made it a lot more difficult to find. They take you in through there and you're just blasted by heat. Um, anyone who uh, is not resistant to fire is uh, going to need to make a constitution save um, as you are sort of trekking through here. And if you're wearing heavy armor, you unfortunately have disadvantage on this. Why are you guys so sweaty? What's wrong with you? <sighs> I'm burning up, baby. Oh, <laughs> this is fine. Is, is a 12 anything? Arr. 12. Okay. This is just like that meme. This is fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So whenever me, I, or any friendly creature within 10 feet of me makes a saving throw, they get my uh, plus two from my charisma. Hey, Perfect. So you get to add two to that. Nice. Cool. So I have 11 then. I got 14. Okay. I'm doing it. All nice. right. 17. Uh, so you guys are, all of you pass, uh, it's, it's getting hot and sweaty, but you don't immediately succumb to like heat exhaustion. Uh, but you realize that the longer you stay in here, the more likely it is that you will eventually start to suffer some ill effects from just being so hot. Uh, you'll begin to dehydrate. You might eventually pass out. So hopefully this won't be a very long stay inside of this volcano. So as, as you are, uh, escorted through this place, uh, you see a tremendous fortress uh, built inside of here, uh, made out of blackened iron uh, with, I mean, just imagine um, in Lord of the Rings, I, I always imagine when I, when I pictured this place, like Lord of the Rings style architecture, like uh, the, the Nazgul's home. Um, what was that place called? It was like cool and it green. It had these cool like black spires coming out of it. That's sort of like what I picture what this place looks like, except it's it's also in a volcano. So there's waterfalls of lava coming down. There's all sorts of devils perched uh, on uh, high cliffs. Uh, there's chains dangling everywhere of all shapes and sizes. Uh, you see machinery uh, uh, that is also being worked on and driving around on these massive rails. Um, and you can... All the time you're in here, hear the clanging of metal on metal, uh, as well as the tortured screams of what you can only hope are maybe bad guys, but you're not quite sure. <laughs> uh, and uh, there are legions of devils in this place. Um, and you are being escorted through almost like uh, you're in the Death Star, you know, Uh there's, there's a version of this party who snuck into this place and disguised themselves as stormtroopers, essentially, and, you know, <laughs> snuck through this place. Um, but you guys are here with uh, with an actual uh, document saying that you could be here. So, But it still eats at you, the fear of like, oh, this we're out of our league here if we wanted to just straight up attack this place. Um, but eventually, after... 40 minutes of winding through passages, going up and down creaky elevators that are pulled by massive chains, uh, having to hop across like little lava flows. Eventually you reach this large chamber. Hey, S.H.I.E.L.D., you know any of those guys? <laughs> yes, I know everything and everyone. I am very popular here. 
What do you want to know? Uh, well, you know, uh, we're kind of going into a negotiation situation. Uh, you got any advice? Negotiation situation. Yep. That's what I said. Yes, well, Bell and Zariel, they hate each other. Bell especially is jealous of the former position he had. So, it may be that he's willing to help you in your quest to free me from this prison. You look like you're talking to that damn shield again. <laughs> what? Oh yeah, sorry. Uh he uh he thinks maybe uh he could be useful if um we uh talk to this guy about freeing the guy in my shield. Yeah. Yeah, he's saying like maybe we should talk to him about that. You want to do that? I mean, I don't care. I mean, you know. If it works to our advantage. I would go with the flow, but our friends aren't going to like it. Well, they're not here, are they? Hamstone's I mean, not going to like it. We got to do something with what? this shield. What? What ain't it going to like? He Nothing. wants to release a devil from the shield. Hey, look around you. There's all kinds of them around here. Yeah, I mean, this is where they live, so. Yeah, you know, look, I hate devils as much as the next guy, but uh, probably more. Uh, but, you know, I gotta, you got to know your limitations. <laughs> We're just going to release him back into his natural habitat. Yeah, I'm not going to walk, you know, I'm not going to walk into a, you know, place like this and start throwing my weight around well i guess it's no different than the dragon orb okay yeah. now the dragon orb was slightly different <laughs> i can't tell you why at the moment but it feels like it felt like a smart move in the moment okay so we've had this shield since the beginning who's to say as soon as he gets free he doesn't tell them our plans from like way back about trying to rescue people from hell do you think that might be an issue with bell well you know i could probably cut a deal with him or something Actually, didn't I already make a deal with him? You, didn't, to like save me, maybe? Or to save Glub or Kozlo? Uh, maybe we should just throw him in that bag of holding. Ooh. No. <laughs> Don't send me there. <laughs> All right, well, you better be good. <laughs> what can I do? I'm just a shield. Well, what happens if we release you? I forget. Ah, well, then I will assist you in, in saving Elterel. I can do many things in my true form. I am very mighty. And you won't blow our cover with this dude we're about to talk to? Mm, I don't know what that means, blow your cover. Well, you know, like, you won't tell him anything that makes him, like, angry at us. I, of course I wouldn't. Because you're a good, you're a good, you're a good dude. I'm a, your friend. I think you're dealing with, with a Baylor, I think. <laughs> you better make a contract first. <laughs> I thought he was a pit fiend. I am a pit fiend. I'm unable to make contracts until you free me. I cannot sign anything. <laughs> oh boy. Right. He's like a he's like a ten year old kid with Columbia House Records. <laughs> what? I don't know. <laughs> I trust you, Bobby. If you want to free him after all this time, I say let it ride. But Lulu's gonna be pissed. She gonna guilt trip you. Well, you no, know she be, is. She'll be glad that thing's gone. She doesn't like it. Oh, so he's just a one-time use? All right, fine. I thought we was going to, like, ride around with a pit fiend and a, like, unicorn. It would have been pretty sick, but... He's a pit fiend. You let him out of the shield, and he's a pit fiend. And then he just goes to the pits? He does whatever he wants. <laughs> oh. Yeah, he just lives out his natural life. All right, God bless, or devil bless. <laughs> pit fiends are the strongest type of devil other than, oh, like, shit. archdukes. I did not know that. Yeah. Okay. I could one day rule Avernus with your help. 
I could rule this place and make you my generals. Yeah, isn't isn't one of the levels run by a pit fiend? Yeah, uh, Bell is a pit fiend. Okay. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's elevated, of course, because he's an archduke. But uh. Uh, yeah, well, uh, thanks for the offer, but I don't think we want to work for you. Um, you know, that's not really a. Uh... That's not, we're not really into that. Then you would just, I would owe you favors. Wouldn't it be great to have the ruler of Avernus owe you favors? Uh, well, it wouldn't be bad. Mm, of course it wouldn't. It would be great. <laughs> What's he saying now? <laughs> He's saying that uh, he'd owe us a bunch of favors if we let him out. Ask him if he can get Elder El, Elder El out of hell. Of course I can. Oh, yeah. He says he could. I will overthrow Zariel, and as Archduke, I would have full control of this plane. He says he can overthrow uh, Archduke Zariel. That's a big if. So if he helps us do that, then we really do have something to offer this dude that we're going to talk to right now. Yeah. But wouldn't they be fighting for the same job, our pit fiend and Bell? Well, there can only be one boss, right? He didn't say anything about that. Won't you be uh, applying for the same job as as Bell? Shield? Yes. But we can betray Bell. Get him to help you and then go back on your bargain with him. Isn't there a rule about going back on like deals down here? As long as you don't sign any contracts with him. Hey now. You will be able to go back on any verbal agreements hey, wait make. can we all understand him now because of that oh, spell just well he can, I can he can just I'm, think it and then yeah can understand i'll report it to yeah. you i don't like any of this <laughs> <laughs> i just don't want to go on the record as saying i don't like fiends or devils nor undead nor nothing like that well i think bell is more powerful than your shield pit fiend Ooh, do we want to see those two fight kaiju battle yeah uh, we'll I'm just interested. keep them in our back pocket. Yeah. Just keep in mind, you also don't know how to free Gargoth. Oh, I so. thought he was just going to like smash the shield on the ground and he was going to just pop right up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Probably got to go get some Titan blood. Oh, yeah. Got some, but, you know. Get some Titan blood. And... Oh, we got a bucket of that. Blood of Bahamut. Have to make more evil dragons for another ruler out there. Yeah, how do we free you from the shield anyway? <clears throat> I... I'm uncertain, but perhaps there are ways to learn such secrets. Maybe Bell will know. Yeah, we'll ask him about you. Tiamat, perhaps. Who put you there? Ah, it's been so long, I forget. I don't know if that's something I'd forget. <laughs> Fist and Dantalus? <laughs> it's been so long since I read that part of the adventure that I forget. Because <laughs> we, we found him in the occultist thing down in that, like, thing, right? I'm not describing this at all in any detail. But so he would have been with the, like, cultist dudes and shit. So would they know if we get back up on Earth? Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just spitballing. I'd rather just leave him down here. Uh, oh, yeah. Bringing him back up, that's probably going to look bad. Yeah, I don't think yeah. he I think he likes it down here. It was a one-way trip for sure. I don't even know if it tells you when, how he got trapped in the shield. That's crazy. Yeah. Anyways, sorry. Oh, it's bell time. <laughs> right. Okay, so uh, you guys eventually are, are led up a, a winding staircase. Uh very, very high up, and you emerge in this massive chamber, and 
It is hot as anything in this place. I'm making my own hamstone gravy. <laughs> <laughs> my armor's never been moister on the inside. Uh, channels of bubbling lava wind through the complex, casting fiery light over huge anvils. Chained giants with coal-black skin and fiery orange hair hammer out weapons under the malignant gaze of a pit fiend seated in a flying throne. Throughout the forge, sparks fall like rain. The devils who are accompanying you uh, stop in front of Bell, uh, who gazes down at the group of you with indifference. Uh, and the horn, the devils all get on one knee, and uh, one of them like kind of pokes at you guys. Do you guys do the same? Uh, yeah, I'm an old yeah, military better, guy, so yeah. Yeah, we better show reverence. Gotta show some reverence. I, I kind of cross my chubby fingers behind my back a little bit, <laughs> so on account of whore doesn't take a offense. Okay. We're just taking a knee. Yeah, it's taking a knee. <laughs> Unlike the NFL, in this case, if you don't take a knee, then yeah. people will be upset. I'll take a knee and salute him. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, the, uh, the the horned devil, the one who was mostly approaching you and communicating with you, says, Oh, great and powerful bell. These are the trespassers who set off the alarm in the volcano. However, they claim to be sent by Razala the Tao, and in fact, claim to have a letter of introduction and wish to speak with your greatness. And Bell, uh, sort of like looming over, sort of lowers his throne just 10 feet uh, and sort of leans it forward. Uh, and you can see the, uh, the black horns jutting out of his head. It's like 10 feet span of horns. Bell leans forward in his massive throne and uh, says, uh, Ooh, now I have to do a voice for Bell. Oh, oh no. Let's go. Oh, what's it going to sound like? I think it's like deep but airy. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Like he blew out he blew out his voice a long time ago, like screaming at people. <gasps> oh, I'm Bell. <laughs> no, not like a weird old man. No, because like... He's he's got this anger in him, right? He feels like he's on the comeback, so out like he's motivated evil. I'm cool sounding. <laughs> this is hard to do for long periods of time. Okay. Well, that means our visit will be short. <laughs> uh, but yes, so Bell leans forward and in a much cooler voice than I have, says. Very well. Let me read the letter. Yes, sir. Here you go. One of the horned devils takes it out of your hands and very gingerly flies it up to Bell on his throne and uh, sort of flaps and does like a bow while he's holding it up to him while he's also flying. And uh, Bell uh, takes his free hand, the one that's not clutching a massive sword made out of fire. Uh, he <laughs> takes the little tiny thing to him and uh, unfurls it and uh, reads it. And there's a, a minute, as you guys sort of realize how long this letter is, like, like Razala, she, she is wordy. <laughs> um, 
Uh, but, but Bell sort of takes a while to read it, and Yarl's sort of sitting there with the devils. Uh, and one of them, their tail sort of like gets in one of your noses, and you're like, <sighs> but anyways, after <laughs> after a couple minutes, uh, Bell uh, finishes reading it, and the document turns into uh, fire and ash as it just dissolves in his hand. Uh, and he says, All right, you're excused. I will give this gorgeous Phoenix Brigade an audience. Yes, we uh, did it. No yeah. one's dead. I think to the rest of the guys, oh, I love it when he says our name. Yeah. yeah it's so sexy. Yeah. Which I mean, set are we going to play first? <laughs> Be quick. My voice hurts. <laughs> <laughs> and that is episode 73 of Rated RPG, Descent into Avernus. We couldn't do it without our Patreon supporters. First and foremost, our uh, very first Create an NPC Patreon supporter, Hector. We'll be seeing Hector's NPC the next time we go to the Wandering Emporium. Huge thanks to our level 15 bards. They are Cheesemaster007, Ardens Davros, Uglaset, a true goblin of culture, Scott McGrath, GBS Trek, Random.Guy, Holly Summers, and our newest level 15 bards, Ronald Remus and Wiry Traveler. Thank you to our rations and adventuring gear supporters as well, Ashley Betson, Eli Chafin, Schmoopy, Kate Slauson, and Mick and Addy. If you would like to join the Patreon supporters in making the show possible and improving the show, as well as helping us create the content for the next adventure we're going to go on, go to patreon.com slash rated RPG and get it, get, get it, do it, get it, get it, make it happen, Captain. All right. Uh, on behalf of everyone around Ye old Gaming Table, thank you so much for appreciating Rated RPG, and we shall see you next time.